0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message.
1: Amen. Glory to God. Come on, you can do better than that, church. We we, got to be more more excited about Jesus than anything else. You know, we want to get excited about everything else, but when it comes to Jesus, you know, we want to... Keep our voice down. We need to raise our voice for the goodness of Jesus and what he's done in your life. If it wasn't for his goodness, you wouldn't be here. He didn't have to wake you up this morning. We just believe that it's going to happen every morning. I love the church. I love God people. We are important in this time. It's an urgency. You need to know who you are in Christ. Thank you, Pastor, for having me. Thank Thank you for this night. Thank you for celebrating 20 years of ministry. Thank you, Ro-Lynn. Thank you for your worship. Thank you for the song, Whitney. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We need to say, thank you, God. We need to learn to really be thankful for God. Nothing else. Nothing else matters. You know, it's your relationship with God is what matters. All this other stuff is foolishness. That we're looking at, we see foolishness. It's gonna pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not my word. Everything gonna pass away, and it's even us. See, we make this like a belief that like it's home or something like this. This is not home. home. I'm just passing through here. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Father, we love you, honor you, praise you. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for tomorrow night in in advance, Father. We thank you for what you're gonna do to the hearts of the people that are here. Father, we pray for those that may be online, they'll make their way back to church. We call them out, Father, because it is the church house that we need to be in. It's the church house where we get delivered. Yes, we know we've been through uh, some very challenging times, Father, but you, as a believer, we gotta believe in what the Word says. Thus said the Lord. It's the Lord God that has called us to be bold in these times, these last days. Let us be bold, let us win the multitude of souls. Let us press on, let us press through. Let our faith be the substance of things, hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Father, we glorify you, magnify you, send this petition up to you, and we ask that you seal it over tonight and tomorrow night in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Because I can tell you, church house, church folks, I wasn't always like this. Oh, y'all missed that. <laughs> see, I, see, you got to have a little sense of humor when you get in church. And you understand God, you have a great sense of humor about who God is. See, I wasn't always like this. I was a liar, cheater, womanizer, alcoholic, drug addict, sinner, rich, famous, privileged, living behind community gates. But I was saved by grace. Amen. See, I couldn't save myself. The money and the fame wasn't going to save me. I don't care how many home runs I hit, even though I killed the Astros. (laughs) See, I told you, you got to have a little humor in there, you know? But it doesn't matter of all that I accomplished and I did, it's meaningless under the sun without God. That's what King Solomon said, you know, from achieving all the things that he achieved, and he goes on to tell you, it's meaningless under the sun without God. What does it mean? Nothing. Because death is coming for all of us, no matter who you are. You know, you think you're great, you think this is great, but it's not. And like I said, I wasn't always like this. I was eventually be saved by grace. And I grew up in a broken home. I'm going to give you a little piece of who I was before I bring a word to you. But I grew up in this broken home, and it was dysfunction. My dad was a raised an alcoholic. He came home for the last time when I was 14 years old, pulled out a shotgun, and said he was going to kill the whole family. Had it not been for my little mother getting me and my brothers out the house, we would have killed him. Could have been a tragedy in my life before I ever put the uniform on. So I was broken before I ever put the uniform on. So I always say, my pain led me to my greatness, but my greatness would eventually lead me to my destructive behavior. See, because no, no one can make you free on the inside. You can't make yourself free. Fame won't make you free. Money won't make you free. Stuff won't make you free. Only Jesus can make you free on the inside. So I went through so many trials and tribulations in my life because I was broken. The uniform just covered up who I was. It allowed me to play you know, baseball to be able to escape from the reality of the broken person that I was, which most of us are, and we have this broken part of us that we never deal with, and we're still searching, how how do I get free from it? See, but today I'm free from that because of what God has done in my life, and he will do the same in your life if you just believe it and trust the process. It's not an overnight miracle. It's a process that you have to go through. The problem with us as people, we don't want to go through the process. We want victory overnight. You didn't get in this mess overnight. So you're not getting out of it overnight. It's been here for a a period of time and that's what it was for me. So I went on and played baseball and achieved all these great things. You know, National League Rookie of the Year and four-time World Series champ, eight-time All-Star and millions of dollars and millions of stuff and stuff and stuff. And here there's a broken life, broken, lost, living a heathen lifestyle. And my mother's praying. Why I'm living a a heathen lifestyle. She's not praying about my baseball career. (laughs) Mama was praying behind the scenes, God save him. See, I didn't realize that until she passed away. She died over about 25 years ago. She died at the age of 55 from terminal breast cancer. And I was living a heathen lifestyle when she passed away. And my brothers and sisters was living a heathen lifestyle too. Mama raised us right, but I made a choice to live a sinful lifestyle. So there she is, praying, and I'm not even knowing. She dies. My sister finds a journal under her bed. She's praying to God about me and all her kids. Save them. Knock him off his throne, God. That's what she wrote to God about me save him, bring salvation to his life. I prayed for her one night before she died. She said, you can pray. She said, the Lord just spoke to me. She said, hmm, you're going to go through it. But God said he's going to get it out of you. She told me this before she died. So her prayers came to pass. See, Mama sitting in the supernatural watching... Me in the natural now, what God has done in my life because of her prayers. Amen. So, see, the problem with us is as, as people, we don't believe prayer works mm. because it's not working on your time. See, mama wasn't concerned about the prayer working on her time. She was concerned about the prayer working on God's time. Amen. She left it in God's hands. She left it at the altar. She didn't come back and pick it up and try to save me or anything else or my brothers and sisters. She says, I don't know what you guys are going to do, but I'm turning you guys over to God. Mm. And she turned us over completely to God. And God ended up doing what he wanted to do. At the end of the day, God has the last say. Some of you here need to know that tonight. Some of you online need to know that God has the last say. Man does not have the last say. Man can say anything they want about you and talk about you until they blew in the face. Guess what? They're going to talk about you anyway. They were talking about me when I was a heathen. Now they're talking about me because I love Jesus. Get over it. They're going to talk about you anyway. You might as well just go ahead and get over it and just go on and serve Jesus because they're going to talk about you anyway. They can't get around it. Do you know the thing is? is they, can't, they can't help themselves. You know why? It's because they knew me when I was rich and famous and living a heathen lifestyle, but when I come to the place of serving Jesus, they like, oh, yeah, well, let's see how long this is going to last. Yeah. That's the first thing that came out of their mouth. Yeah, it's not real. How long this going to last? Well, they're still waiting. It's been over 20 years. Yeah. Just like you celebrating 20 years? It's been over 20 years for me walking away from the lifestyle of addiction and womanizing and, and everything and... and And having cancer twice and losing my left kidney in my second surgery. If you don't think God is a miracle maker, you're looking at a miracle in front of you. If you don't understand the miracle maker of who God is, he is the miracle maker. We're looking for everything else and he's the miracle maker. It's right in here. He's the miracle maker through this. He's not the miracle maker through what somebody else is telling you. He's the miracle maker when you pick this up for yourself. See, then he can reveal himself to you. He cannot reveal himself to you if you don't pick this up. See, the most people don't get the victory and don't have the victory over all this stuff because they don't know this here. It's in his word where he reveals himself to you. Amen? We got to remember. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, yeah, the Lord's going to touch somebody tonight. I know, I, I, I just know that the expectations is always not about me. It's about the Holy Spirit, you know, coming supernaturally in and touching somebody and delivering somebody and setting somebody free and putting them on the platform where he wants them to be so they can do great work for him. This is not about us. It's about the work that we do for him, yeah, amen. you know, because the enemy, enemy's got a plan. Don't y'all know Lucifer, Satan himself? He was in heaven. He got kicked out. Yeah, go. Don't you know who he is? Jesus talks about it. And and John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, I have come that they may have life and may have it more abundantly. But you know what abundant life he's talking about? He's talking about joy, peace, wisdom, knowledge. It's far greater than stuff. We got it all screwed up and believing if I had more stuff, I'll be well. No, if you get more Jesus, you'll be well. If you get more Jesus, you'll be free. If you see Jesus if you come with your eyes and you can see Jesus with your eyes now You see everything that you've been looking for it's not in your husband. It's not in your wife It's not in money. It's not in fame. It's not in fortune It's in Jesus the symbol of the cross the scribes and the Pharisees didn't know who he was He says father forgive them for they know not what they do Then he says father. Why have you forsaken me? His last words on the cross was very profound. It is finished Everything that's to kill us, Jesus already killed it. Got it. Amen. Killed it. Amen. Yes. Crushed it. Yeah. Death. He conquered death. Yeah. No one else will get up and conquer death. Yeah, amen. He did. He conquered death. He went to the tomb on early Sunday morning. When he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. Amen because he was resurrected. See, when you die from the flesh of you, you get to be just like Christ. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, it is Christ who lives in me. It is Christ who rule and reign inside of you. You don't have to operate from a capacity of a natural sense. You operate from a supernatural when you walk with Christ. Because we're talking about a holy man in Jesus. We're talking about a man just like me Just like you, the only difference in him, there's no sin in him. So that's why you get victory when you connect with him. You get victory over everything, not some things. We walk around here like we're defeated as a Christian. Man, I'm not defeated. The devil is a liar. See, Jesus talks about that in John 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. See, we talk about the devil. People mass it. Well, the devil's always messing with him. Guess what? He on his job. See, while you sleep, he's doing push-ups. So when you get up, that means you need to feed yourself. Because he's already been up before you. And he's working 24-7 while you're sleeping. See, you got to know who you are. See, if you don't know who you are, then you can never get the victory. See, I could never get the victory because I, I was like all the other athletes and the people in Hollywood or whoever want to say, talk about Jesus, but I was a hypocrite pastor. Straddling on the fence, I just knew his name, but I was denying his power. Like most of them, oh, I know God, oh, praise God, I want to give glory to God, but I don't really live for him. See, you'll never get the victory if you don't live for him. See, there's a full victory in living for him. Yeah, right. and we have to understand that he's telling you in this text here in John 10, 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. The enemy purpose is to deceive you.
2: Yeah.
1: He's got a plan. So as a Christian, you better have a plan. Because yeah. if you don't have a plan, he's going to tear you up. Yeah. Because I know what it was like living a worldly lifestyle, being a Major League Baseball player, and the devil was having a field day with me. Everybody thought I had it going on. I thought I did too. I thought I had it going on. You know? I was to the left, to the right, to the back, to the front, and I was dipping, and I was dipping into the pit. Because I had no foundation with Christ and the enemy, enemy purpose is to deceive you. Yeah. He comes to steal your identity so you do not know who you are. That's right. That's right. See, he don't want you to know who you are in Christ. He didn't care about me. If I, I could have went on and, you know, he didn't care the fact that I was a sinner and, and, and living that lifestyle, could have went on and made more money and played baseball and been more successful. And, you know, people say, well, you could have been if you hadn't got in trouble But I could have been, I could have made another $50 million playing baseball, but I would have never met Jesus. Because I would have thought I had it all together. Like most celebrities. See, people worship celebrities and look at them, and they think they have it all together. But see, the devil forgot to tell me, by the way, you coming with me at the end of your life. (laughs) See, he forget to tell you that part. I'll give you all this. I'll let you enjoy all this. And there's nothing wrong with being blessed. Don't get me wrong. But the fact is, is we're talking about something that most of us don't understand and don't know because we don't know God's ways. We're more consumed with the ways are here. We're more consumed with the television. See, I don't watch a lot of television. My life is very, very lonely when I travel on the road. I'm okay with that. Everybody has scattered because they say, oh man, he's too much Jesus. I'm all right with that. When I was drinking and womanizing, they were all running with me. But now that I'm in the church house and I'm committed to Christ, they all scattered. But it doesn't bother me, because guess what? I never belonged to them anyway. It's like, who do you belong to? You gotta ask yourself, sitting here, who do you belong to? What's the purpose? He's telling you that, he comes to steal your identity. He comes to kill your purpose, so you do not know why you exist. Yeah. He comes to kill the purpose in us. See, if he can kill the purpose and defeat you and make you walk around with your head down, and it's like, oh, I got this problem. You better start understanding this word. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I bind every assignment, and rebuke, to devour right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I speak. Yeah. You better learn how to speak life yes. over dead situations. Yes. Yeah. The thing is, we don't speak life enough. You know, we want it to turn around. What's well, going to turn around when I speak life over it? You know, I can lay there and let the enemy kill me or do what he wants to me, or either I'm going to get up and I'm going to fight. You know, and that's what the body of Christ needs to do, get up and fight through. You got to press on, press through. You know, the songs they be singing, the songs are so deep, they go down in my spirit when I hear them, and the Holy Spirit just come alive in me. You know, because I look for the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me, you know. And I remember, you know, when God called me 15 years ago and he said, you're going to preach. I was like, you got the wrong guy. (laughs) He said, no, I got the right guy. I said, I don't want to preach. He said, you're going to preach. I said, I'm not qualified. He says, no one is qualified. I qualify to call. So what did that mean? That mean it had to be a commitment that I had to make if I wanted to be on the other side of the track. Do you want to get on the other side of the track of life? See, it's good on this side. Taste and see that the Lord is good. See, it's good, it's really good on this side. You know, everybody's tasting all that other stuff and they thinking, oh, well, if I just had a little bit more of this, if the news said this, the pandemic said this, yeah, the pandemic's real, It's it's all real, we're dealing with it, it's real, but it ain't gonna leave me in fear. You know, I'm a Christian, I'm I, I walk in faith. You, you understand what I'm saying? Listen here, what I understand is I've already been to hell living here. <laughs> living here, it's already been hell enough. So guess what? COVID is real. Yes, I've had it twice, it's real. But I can tell you one thing. If I leave here, I win. If I stay here, I win. So I win either way. I win either way because one thing I can tell you right now is I will not miss this here. Because absence from the body is presence with the Lord. You know, we are absent from this body. We're presence with the Lord. We are in the Lord's kingdom. Oh, glory to God. What a glory day, you know? If you, can't, if you can't think of yourself in that, then that's shame. Oh, so shame on you yeah, yeah, yeah. being a Christian. Because you don't, some, some of them don't think, well, I'm just not ready. It's not up to you who's ready. God, God's going to call your name, my name, and everybody's name. Ask Job. Read the book of Job. You call Job name. You think of Job was a righteous man. God called his name. I can imagine his wife, you know, telling him, why don't you just curse God and die? I can imagine him looking at her like, woman, you must be crazy. <laughs> I am not about to curse God. God has, given, God has been faithful to me. You know? Are you crazy? You know, you, that's, what you, that's what you have to come to as a believer because the enemy will kill. Then he will destroy your mission so you do not know what to do. See, the mission is for you to worship God. The mission is for you to love people. The mission is for you to love each other. The mission is our society is trying to deceive us. The enemy is trying to deceive us and he's bringing all these things to bring about hatred and black and white. Let me tell you, God ain't coming for a color. He's coming for a holy person. We better wake up. He ain't coming for the color of a skin of a person. A lot of folks gonna miss out because they thinking it's about what the television is telling what the doctors are telling Pick this book up for yourself and read it. And it tells you what the end times are gonna look like. We're in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's moving fast. Yeah. It just takes one thing, like Pastor was talking about. It just takes one thing to take off and that's it. Yeah. That's all it takes now. There's no turning back in what's happening. Yeah. We can't turn it back about the brokenness and the lawlessness, it's, it's real, it's here. You know, and why? Because they turned away from God. We, we're worried about the, we, we believe that the politicians, you know, politicians can't help us. Right. They can't even help themselves. Yeah. They don't even like each other and they're trying to, they try to tell us how to live. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't tell me how to live when I know this book. Yeah, yeah. You know, I live, to, I live according to the biblical principles. Yeah. And once you start living according to the biblical principles, then you're going to know what it's like to be free because who the son sets free is free indeed See, because the son of this book of God's word is what sets you free you can't set yourself free if I got more of this and more of that it's not going to set me free what's going to set me free is the more I participate in my walk with God then I continue to be free but I got to participate in it I can't just be saying Jesus some of us some of just saying Jesus. Who is Jesus? Yeah. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He's the King of kings, he's the Lord of lords. He was wounded for your transgression, he was bruised for your iniquity. By his stripes, by his stripes you get to be healed. He flushes out everything, 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 everything that could kill you, everything that hurts you. Jesus whoosh, flushes it out of you. Yeah. That's who Jesus is. Yeah. Nobody else can do that. Yeah, okay. See, when you come to that place and know that, 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 that that's the Jesus I'm talking about, Then you will know to spend time with him instead of time on this here. You'll put this down, and you'll spend time with him. Because how did I I get to where I am today? I didn't get here by being on this and looking at the television. You know, I always say God's got this great sense of humor. And it really does, you know, because I think about my mama prayed for me. And my wife, Tracy, who's my wife today, God would use her to pull me out of dope houses when I was shooting dope and smoking crack. And I was $3 million in debt, and she was banging on doors in South Florida and pulling me out. And she was just my girlfriend at the time. But God was using her for for his plan. And she said, banging on doors, pulling me out. And she said, God's got a plan for you. I said, Why don't you and that God just leave me here and just let me die? She said, You're just not that lucky. (laughs) (laughs) And here here it is later 15 years of marriage, and God restored us from being in debt 3 million, no driver's license restored us and multiplied and increased us because we followed his ways.
2: Yeah, we
1: wasn't looking for anything from God. We were looking for God. Yeah, amen. Yeah. We went after God. Yeah. We didn't go after what we didn't have, what we have. We were going after God. We were in church all the time, in Bible study all the time, and God started multiplying and increasing us, and then he multiplied and increased us and brought us back from when I was in debt. He cleaned up the debt and everything, and brought us abundant, and we started giving it back. Not 10%, but 25% to the church house. Because it don't belong to us anyway. See, if you can get that part and understand that it doesn't belong to you, see, if God can trust you, if he can trust you, not with your wallet, but your heart, See, if he can get your heart to do what you know you should do for the kingdom, God can multiply, increase you, and give you favor in the land. Because he's God. See, he's not like us. He's not a a liar like us. He doesn't lie. You know, he's been doing this forever for people. You won't be the first one that he'll transform and change and and enter in and and give and and, and let you be. But we have to become the church. We have to know where our blessings come from. It comes from the kingdom of God. It does not come from this earthly place we live in. You can buy and accumulate and then you buy a new car and then you're happy then when it's two months later you're like, oh, no big deal. We all do it. It's the reality of it. But I'm saying when you get to that place and knowing, I got to get to this, knowing who you are, Christ, your identity, Jesus' purpose is for you to have peace. Who am I in Christ? You must die. You got to die. You got to continue to die daily. Daily. And I got like this way because, like I was saying, God's got a great sense of humor. And I was a womanizer. And God used two women to straighten my life out. My mother and my wife. I saw her get up. She gets up every morning. We've been together for 22 years. She gets up every morning at 5.30 to be with God. She rolls out of bed. I said, God, I ain't getting up at no 5.30 in the morning. (laughs) He said, well, you better learn to spend some time with me. And I started spending time with him at night. She goes to bed at 8.30, and I started spending time with God. I locked myself up in the room, turned the television off. Turn the cell phone off, saturated myself in the word. God said 15 years ago, saturate yourself with the Holy Spirit. He's gonna ascend upon you. He's gonna teach you all things. Just like Jesus said when he was ascended to heaven. The Holy Spirit, I'm gonna send you the comforter. He's gonna teach you all things in remembrance of me. The Holy Ghost. Bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes we kick him to the curve and churches don't believe, but he is. God. Yeah. You know, we need to wake up and understand what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, the three in one. Yeah. They operate all in the same. Yeah. You know, and once we get in tune with that and, and receive that and, and operate in that, then you don't have to listen to the noise of the foolishness because the Holy Ghost will tell you, don't listen to that. Yeah. Amen. Don't you go down that way. Right. You better leave that girl alone. <laughs> <laughs> you better leave that man alone. You <laughs> know, he lays it out for you. You know, he lays it all out for you. And this is the way you want to be. This is the way you want to get. This is the purpose. It wasn't baseball, people. Mm-hmm. That was just a gift. God would use the gift and the mess of that for his message. He's, he's not God ain't, he's not concerned about no baseball and trophies and this guy and that guy we are from a natural standpoint down here but he's not concerned about that Jesus is concerned it's all gonna be well in your soul because he knows that you cannot get into his kingdom if you're not right See, we didn't set this thing up where we're writing RIP, rest in peace, everybody that dies, see you in heaven on the other side. The devil is a liar. We need to hear real truth and real meaning, because the devil lying to us making us believe that everybody's just getting in. And that's not true. You better better read this book. I I I didn't write it. I didn't say it. It comes out of this book. Yeah. Amen. And we need to get to that. Jesus' purpose is for you to have peace. Why do I exist, my purpose? It's the purpose of you that he's talking about. It's the purpose. You ex- you're existing. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good. To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Well, when you know you called according to his purpose, hallelujah, you don't worry about nothing. Amen. It's fun. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like this when I was lost and broken, but I'm free. Yeah. You know, so I have fun, you know, because I'm called according to his purpose and I know who I am in Christ, not in what I do, but who I am in Christ. Yeah. You know, and that's the question to all of us. You know, when, 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 when do you make that commitment for real? Yeah. That's good. That's good. When? Ask yourself, God's bringing a little revival now to you. Ask yourself, when when am I going to commit to him? Here's this man that was crowned from the top of the head to the bottom of his feet in success. Broken and lost and left for dead. The enemy didn't care. Guess where Jesus found me? In a pit. He said, I'm going to take you out of this pit and I'm going to put you in a pool pit. And he wasn't playing when he said that. Yeah. God wasn't playing when he said that. And he said, I'm going to tell you one thing. When I put you in this poor pit, don't play. Yeah. He said, it's not, a it's not a game. Folks, you get up here and play and think it's a big game to themselves, to look good, to sound good. I don't want to look good. I didn't go to school for this. God found me in a pit and brought me to this. So I know it's God's gift. The gift don't belong to me, it belongs to God. And I'm going to cherish it because it belongs to Him. And He trusts me with it because He he knows that I am done. I am done out there. I don't live out there, I live in here. I live in here to help others come, to uh, have a personal relationship and commitment with God that will change your life forever if you just surrender. Yeah. You, but you gotta be persistent. Because the enemies don't always come knocking on your door. Amen. Knock, knock. Who's home? Oh, Miss Lonely? I got something for you, Miss Lonely. <laughs> Mr. Lonely, I got something for you. That's what he does, you know, and then what happens? Boom, guys jump up, rise up. Man, I don't need this. I don't need to be in church on Sunday. This is guys. I don't need to be in church on Sunday. I'm gonna watch the football game. Well, let me tell you what's gonna happen in the football game. Somebody gonna win, Somebody gonna lose. That's that's what's gonna happen. And you miss out being in church live and hearing the Spirit of God and what God has for you. See, this is why men are not having victory because they won't surrender. They'll surrender to everything else, but they won't surrender to Jesus. They'll surrender to another man' opinion instead of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is why they're losing. See, I'm not losing anymore. They all. All our celebrities and stars are talking about me and, you know, yeah, well, he needed God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I needed God. <laughs> I'm so glad, I'm so glad, God, I didn't miss out on you. Yeah, you know, amen. I miss out on everything else, but I don't want everything else. I want you, yeah, amen. you know. So it's good to know that others think that way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, and we know all things work together for the good. He didn't say some things. He said all things work together for the good. Not some. As Christians, we got to know that. We got to be excited, you know, that all things, I don't care what it may be. It, listen, either you in a storm or you're coming out of a storm or storms on the way. Yeah. either you in it or coming out or storms on the way. But guess what? You cannot, you cannot run from the storm. We all have to go through the storm. God makes us go through the storm. See, I didn't get this way overnight. God set me for seven years in the back of the church to be discipled. Seven years, he told me, he said, when I came back, he said, you need to sit. And I was like, why are you always talking to Tracy? (laughs) He said, because she spent time with me. He said, when are you going to do it? Mm. That's to some of you here tonight. When are you going to spend time with him to get to know him? Not from somebody else telling you about him, but when you actually get to know him, he reveals himself to you. He gives you his goods. He gives you his anointing. This is his gift. This does not belong to me. I'm just a vessel, I'm just a servant. I just understand that I love him. Man, when you understand Jesus, there's nothing else. Jesus is a bad dude. (laughs) When you understand this man, Jesus, he is something else. There is no one like him. You can keep trying everything to make you feel good, but man, you get to take man, you get a hold of Jesus inside of you. Oh, hallelujah! It's glory to God. You know, it's the glory of God. You know. I don't want to keep you too long because you got church Sunday morning. Pastor got to preach. You know. Let me finish up here. <laughs> All I got to do is lay in bed and wait till tomorrow night to see you again. But here it is. What, what shall I do? My mission, knowing the way. You gotta know the way, you gotta know the way. There's no other way, you can go around every way you want to, but there's no other way. The only way it is is Jesus himself. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the way and the truth and life. No one comes through the Father except through me. See, we try every other way to get to him, and he's telling you, I'm the way. I'm Jesus. Yeah. I'm opening my hands to you. I give my heart to you. I love you. Yeah. Come, repent. I will forgive you. He's not mad at you. Yeah, that's good. So many of us think God is mad at us. He's not mad at you. See, the problem is, you know, they confused us and made us believe that we go down to the altar to repent and, and, and nothing really happens. It happens, but it's a process. And you got to keep showing up to church. Well, I didn't get a lot of amens on that, huh? You got to keep showing up to church to grow. You know, that's what a growing process is. You know, when I think about it, I'm going to get down to uh, a couple words, and then I'm going to get down to who, who is Jesus, what Jesus really is here to do. Okay, Jesus is here to rescue you, three R's, rescue you from your sinful ways, redeem you with his blood, and restore you with his grace. Rescue, redeem, and restore with his grace. You know what grace is? Something you don't deserve, he gives it to you anyway. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Perfect! Perfect, when you're weak, his strength is made perfect. When you lay in that word, his strength is made perfect in you. If you know him, you know it, you'll feel his strength in you. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to. You don't have to give in. He redeems you with his blood. You know what the blood does to you? Purifies you, liberates you, redeems you, bring you to wholeness and righteousness and right standards. Cleanses you. The blood washes you. It's what it does when you allow that to take place in your life. Write this word down, fat. Everybody needs to understand fat, F-A-T. Because I want you to kind of just put it down and have it because when I try to give it to people, I try to get them to understand this is how you come all the way in with Jesus. And this is how you have your great revelation and relationship with Jesus, FAT, F-A-T, FAT. This is what you have to do. You have to be faithful, accountable, and teachable. Faithful, accountable, and teachable if you get that part down where you're faithful, accountable and teachable you will not see this these earthly things anymore you'll understand the kingdom of God is more important than anything that I ever got a chance to know about Matthew six thirty-three. but seek, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness then all these things will be added into you See, he, he, he adds all these things into you when you seek after his kingdom. And what is his kingdom? Through his word. Yeah. You know, some of you need to go pick up a book. Go back to the old school way and lay with God through his word so you can see it and you can highlight it. Because when you go back to it, God's going to always reveal something different to you. Because that's what he does. That's the God we're serving. That's the God I'm talking about. And as I close, the last five minutes, can I have someone play softly for me? Because now we're going to get married now. We're married to Jesus now, some of us here. Now we only going do the marrying part. You know, I did the, like, the part that God told me to do. Now it's the marrying part of like some of you need to understand who you are, why you're here, and some of you need to say, I've had enough. Because Jesus is the miracle maker. You gotta understand it. The book of John, the book of John is about believing. The miracles of Jesus, turning water into wine, feeding the 5,000, raising Lazarus from the dead, finding Daryl Strawberry in the pit, putting him in the pool pit. He's the miracle maker. He, He has not changed during the miracle. You go through this book of John, he tells Nicodemus, who is a Pharisee teacher-leader, unless one is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 3, Nicodemus, unless you're born of the spirit. See, we've all been born from the natural, of the seed of our parents. But he's talking about the second birth, which is far greater. It's the spiritual birth. You're born of the Spirit. When you're born of the Spirit, you come alive. You can shake anything off when you're born of the Spirit. John 4, he tells the woman at the well, the Jacob well, he tells the woman at the well, about her five husbands, the one you're living with now is not your husband. See, there's no secrets with God. See, we play secrets with each other and like these little chat rooms and internet and all that stuff. And, and we think God is now, God sitting right there watching with us. Yeah. And saying, I love you. What are you doing watching that? The Holy Spirit said, what are you doing watching that? Yeah. What are you in there for? Right. See, that woman didn't know who he was. He was telling her about that water because he had asked her for a drink. But he was telling her, oh, I love this pastor he was telling her about this living water yeah. see he said if you telling her about it, if you drink this living water you'll never thirst again oh, yeah. see ever since i've been drinking this living water i have never ever 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 been thirsty again yeah. when you drink living water you never thirst again never because yeah. <laughs> it's living water and he was telling that woman about that water he says by the way you keep drinking all that you're gonna always have a thirst you know? he said but it, He was telling the woman, but if you drink from this living water, who I am, you'll never thirst again. You're going to always be thirsty. Then it's John 5, I believe. It's John 8. The woman caught in adultery. They wanted to stone her because of the law of Moses. And what we don't understand, Jesus didn't come here to destroy the law. He came here to fulfill the law. And Jesus was stooping down right down in the sand, and they wanted a stone. And Jesus raised up and said, he who without sin cast the first stone, from the oldest to the youngest, dropped a stone because they all had fallen short. And then he eventually asked her, woman, where are your accusers? Has anyone accused you? She said, no. He said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. See, he's the healer of all things. Whatever area you're falling short in right now, whatever problem, whatever struggle, whatever headache or heartache, whatever anxiety, whatever depression you got, Jesus will heal that. If you just trust him and come and believe. That's the big part of it, is believing. And John 5, the man at the pool of Bethesda, he has sat there, this man. What I love about Jesus, it's so cool, hallelujah. Jesus never asked this man about his condition, because Jesus don't have to ask about the condition, because he already know the condition of every last one of us. And he asked the man, do you want to be well? And he said, sir, every time I try to get in the pool, somebody gets in before me. See the angel stir up the pool. The first one get in the pool, get in, be made well immediately. He sat there for 38 years. How long have you been sitting? He sat there for 38 years. Jesus didn't even ask him about the condition because Jesus already knew the condition of the man. See, he said to the man, "Sir, do you want to be well?" And he says, "Sir, every time he's like, stop using excuses. Do you want to be well?" And he said, "Yes." He says, "Pick up your bed and walk. Made him well." Like that? Hallelujah. God wants to make you well today. Yeah. Some of you today, as he plays softly, God wants to make you well. That's a call for you to come forward and allow me to pray for you and allow pastors to pray for you, pray over your, your situation. I don't need to know what it is, whatever it is, whatever heartache or whatever struggle it may be, you gotta bring it to the cross. Yeah, amen. Bring it to the cross, victory at the cross. Yeah. Now as he plays, if that's you, come right now in the name of Jesus. Come forward right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come right now. If you want victory over some things, you know some things you need to let go. Come on down to the front. You want to let go of some things. You want to let go of some things right now. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. Don't let the devil hold you. We rebuke that devourer right now in the name of Jesus. You have no authority over nobody to loosen them right now. Some of you that need something, you have a need from God and you know you have a need, bring it down right now. That marriage is probably on the rocks. Don't you walk away from that marriage. The devil is a liar. Your kid is probably struggling. Don't you stop praying for that kid. You keep praying for that kid. No matter what it may be, no matter what the devil has told you, he wants you to hold on so you don't get the victory over it. That's what he does, he's on his job. You better wake up, he's doing push-ups while you sleeping. You better know that. If that's you, God is talking to you, God is speaking to you. Hallelujah. Man, I don't have time to play. I'll walk with you if you raise your hand. I'll walk with you. I don't have time to play no more. It's got to be an urgency. We got to stop playing this game. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm just checking off the box, but I got stuff and I can't get victory. Well, God just said he'll give you victory. I'm not going to give you the victory. God's going to give you the victory. Because I can't give you the victory. Amen. Amen. But I know one that can. Yeah, that's right. So many guys in this nation playing and don't have victory. And you know what? The devil's laughing at you. He's laughing at you. He know you don't have victory. And he's laughing at you because you know what? He don't want you to have the victory. Because he knows if he can keep you from saying, I got some stuff and I need to give it to God, he knows he win over you. And see, the devil, he destroys the man and keep him stuck so he can have everything underneath him, his whole family. And he will come alone and one day he will still kill and destroy your family because he's 24-7. See, he can't touch my kids now because I'm, I'm in right standards with God as a man. I live according to the biblical principles. I don't live Amen. according to, you know, news and, and, and this and that. And all you know, a president or, or a congressman. I don't, I don't live according to that. I live according to what Jesus is telling me. Amen. So I'm just encouraging you men, You in your heart, you better get this Jesus, man. Because yeah. the devil's going to have a field day with you. He, he, he never let you go. Because yeah. see, what we don't understand, Pastor, is when he's got his claws in you like that, he's got them in you. Yeah. He's working. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to God. Glory to God, thank you, Lord. Here they are, Lord, thank you. Oh, glory to God. You can cry, baby, he loves you. It's all right, it's all right, brother, he loves you. There's nothing like his love, I'm telling you right now. It's the greatest thing that we experience in life when we come to this place and we make a commitment saying, Jesus, help me, I need you because we all need him. We all fool ourselves. A lot of times, some of us just fool ourselves and make ourselves believe we don't need him. I wish they could just stand up and come and just say, you know what, Lord, I need you. I need you. And he's right here for you. He's right here for you. There's gonna be a great celebration for you guys right now. A great celebration. I don't care what nobody say or think. It's a great celebration over your life. You make the best decision when you say, God, I don't wanna be like this no more. And you don't have to be like this. You need to love that woman on on your arm. God gave her to you. You need to cherish her and not take her for granted. See, this is what we're living in today. Men are taking everything for granted instead of what God is saying to us. If you take what God is saying to you tonight, and you take it in your heart, not your head, because our heads are knuckleheads. (laughs) But if you take it in your heart, God will do the miracle work that he needs to do in your life. That's for you too. And that's for you too. Sweetie, somebody's hurt you, but look up here, God loves you. No matter what, no matter what you've been through. And the reason why I say that for all of you guys, And when I say all this for all you guys, I can remember I can remember the fact when I needed to, I needed to share forgiveness in my life to my father who rejected me and beat me and left me and my father left us for dead. And God sent me down to the hospital after he changed my life and turned my life around. He sent me down to the hospital and he said, you go to your father and you repent to him for keeping him out of your life. He says, how dare you not forgive him and I forgave you. And I go down there and ask him to forgive me. And I, I said, the Lord has changed my life. Will you forgive me? He said, yes, a tear came out of his eye. And I lost it. I just laid in his lap and cried. And the Lord said, raise up. Then the Lord made me raise up and then the Lord said, lead him in the center prayer. The man that rejected me and left us for dead. I ended up leading him in the center of prayer and he passes away six months later. Go home to you with the Lord. And you know what the Lord told me? The forgiveness was not for him. The forgiveness was for me. He says, that's why you could not never get free. Because you wouldn't release somebody. You wouldn't let them go. If somebody else in here want to release somebody right now and let them go, come on down right now. Let, us pray. let me pray for you. If you know you need to release somebody. And I was free forever. If that's you, just come. Don't worry about what nobody else is If you need to release somebody, you need to let them go. You want God's freedom for real? Release them. Let them go, let them go, let them go. Let them go, let it go. You gotta let it go if you wanna be free. God will set you free. If you let it go, God will set you free. All right, I'm gonna close now, cause we gotta, but we gotta get back to being the church. We gotta get back to stop being afraid of what somebody think about us. But you know what? <laughs> Hallelujah. We all got some issues.
2: That's
1: right. All of us. Amen. If you got some kids, you got some issues. <laughs> now I know what my mama was saying. Oh God. She had to pray for me because I was a troubled child. So this is it. This is it for tonight. Thank you God. They're gonna release, you're gonna forgive, gonna surrender, this is gonna be a new day for you. God loves you no matter what. You repent, ask God to forgive you, and you move on. You hear me, brother? Repent to him, ask God to forgive you, and you move on. And he will forgive you. You stay with him. Don't leave his side. The devil's been lying to you making you think that it's good out there. No, tonight you tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, all right? Everything that's been missing. Forgiveness, hallelujah. Everybody else, will you stand and extend your hands to them so we can close this out. You that are here, repeat after me, Heavenly Father. Forgive me. I'm a sinner. I need the Savior. every day day. in my life. life. Father, Father, thank you you for the grace grace. that I don't deserve, that you're giving it to me right now. I I need to let go of some things. Right now, I'm leaving them at the cross, the foot of the cross. I don't wanna pick them up again, and I won't pick them up again. And I thank you for this opportunity to forgive me. This day, I move forward, and there's no looking back. And I call upon the name of Jesus. Be Lord over my life. Rule and reign over my life, Jesus. Thank you, in this moment of time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give him a hand, give him a hand, give him a hand. Hallelujah, give Give him a hand. Glory to God. Ace, now, everybody's seen somebody who's come up here. All of you that are here in the church and you know who you are at work, love on these people. Hug on them. Because God loves them. And we must never forget that, all right? Give it here. God bless you. Give it here. God bless you. Love on them. We need to love on people. We need to get back to loving on each other. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. You got it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God
2: bless you. God bless you. You got it.
1: God bless you. God bless you, sweetie. All right. See, as a people, we kind of forgotten what this is all about, you know? And it's about us, the church, loving people, you know, because Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. Everybody else will be gone, but he won't. And he will always be there for us. So we need to be there for each other. So let's really start participating in the body of Christ in the church house. This is it, man. This is it, Christ coming back,
2: yeah. yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. you know,
1: thank you, Lord. before you even know it, He's gonna be here, Right. Yeah. you know, just look at, look at what we're living in, this is it, yeah. this is it. Father, we love you, honor you, praise you. Father, we thank you for the night, we thank you for your word, we thank you for your people, we thank you that we can be your people, we thank you that we can say we love you, we love your work, we love the importance of who you are and all that you call us for. Let us always remember, it's not about us, it's about your kingdom. May we win the multitude of souls for your kingdom. May people come home and come back. Those online, may they come back to church and experience the great love of Jesus. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you, Pastor.
0: Amen, amen. Isn't that awesome? Now, quickly before we give it to, to Rob to, you know, we're going to have some fun and, and give away some stuff like that. Let me just say this about, you know, giving these things away that would have this man's signature or things like that on that. That always gives you a point of interest to tell people about when you met Daryl Strawberry and what God has done in his life. And I've always said this about soul winning. You have to tell people what God's done for you, that opens the door. But when you tell them what God has done for them, that seals the deal right there. Because the devil will get in people's minds and say, well, he did it for him, but he ain't gonna do it for me. Yes, he will. He'll do it for any whosoever that would dare call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Let me encourage you. We have church here in the morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, we have wonderful services here. God moves powerfully. What what Daryl was saying about being in church jesus is coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle around here we don't have a white church we don't have a black church we don't have a hispanic or an asian church we have a blood washed church don't look just like heaven you want to know what heaven looks like look around here amen be in church if this church doesn't fit you go find one that does get in church be a part of a church because this is a day and hour in which you need a family to do life with and serve God with you. Amen. One more time. Give Brother Daryl Strawberry. Give him a big hand clap. Amen. Now, now those two hands you're using to clap for him, why don't you lift them up and thank Jesus for what he's done. Amen. We thank you, Father. Oh, we worship you, Father. We glorify your name. Thank you for your goodness, your grace and your mercy. Thank you. Thank, Lord, thank you for Daryl. Wow. Thank you, Lord. The devil tried to kill him, and you raised him up and gave him a voice in this earth. We bless him, protect him, open doors like he's never even dreamed of, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.
2: Hallelujah, Jesus.